0: You're listening to the Eastside Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. This sermon was recently preached at our church. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com. Now, enjoy today's sermon. Go ahead and stand, take your Bibles, turn to Galatians chapter 5. It's a very familiar portion of Scripture. Galatians chapter 5, we're going to begin reading in verse 16. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary, the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led of the Spirit, ye are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, Fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. Of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let's pray. Dear God, I am thankful just for uh, the opportunity to preach and to be with your people. and it has just been such an encouraging and, and refreshing weekend. Um, and I, I don't ever want to just take the opportunity that I have to preach, and to, especially just to preach uh, to such sweet people uh, for granted. I, I pray you just help me to get across the truth uh, that you would desire clearly. And I pray you just open people's hearts even right now to uh, hear your word. So I pray you just bless everything that goes on here tonight. I pray that it will glorify you in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. You may be seated. With a raise of hands, how many of you like to make New Year's resolutions? Anybody? Okay, we got, we got a few hands. How many of you despise New Year's resolutions? Oh, man. I think we have more hands go up. So I, I am one of those. It's kind of a love-hate relationship with me and New Year's re- resolutions. I, I do try to make some resolutions at the new year. And m- most of the time it has to do with losing weight and, you know, <laughs> things like that. And, and it's not always successful, um, but I do, I do like to do that. So let's say you make a decision to to lose a little bit of weight and get into shape. So for the first weeks, for the first few weeks, maybe first couple months even, you're doing really good. You're you're getting up early. You're running, if that's your thing. You're working out. Whatever you're doing, eating healthy, you're you're doing good for the first couple of days. First couple of weeks, months maybe, and you're, you're doing fine until maybe one night you stay up a little bit later than you planned on. You stay up late, and you try to get up early in the morning. Your alarm goes off at 5, 5.30, 6, whatever it is, and you hit snooze. I know I do that. I do that way too often. My wife can attest to that. So you hit snooze, and you, you don't get up. You don't, you don't do what you're supposed to do. Then the next day comes, and you, you go to bed a little bit earlier, but you're still kind of feeling the effects from the night before, still a little bit tired, and you hit snooze again. And, and it's almost like mentally, it's just, it's, it's a snowball effect from there. It gets harder and harder and harder to wake up earlier and, and it becomes easy for you to hit snooze each time. And then you, you get to this time of the year and you look back and you're like, oh, where did that time go? This, this doesn't look any different. I, I don't feel any different. What's the problem? What did I do? And what, what happened to all the momentum? What, what happened to those goals? I don't know about you, I, I've been there. I, I've been there more times than I'd probably like to admit. Um, it, it really sinks when you don't lose the weight you want to, when you don't uh, achieve some of those goals. But it's even worse when you, you want to do right spiritually. You, you make a goal spiritually. You, you want to please the Lord with your life. And you, you want to do well. You want to attain more in your life uh, for God in, in this year. Yeah. And then you, you miss a day of Bible reading. And then the next day, you, you, you don't may, maybe achieve as much as you want to in your, in your Bible reading. And then the next day, you miss again. And from there, it's that snowball effect. And it just gets harder and harder and harder. And you make it, you, you find that it's harder and harder to make the right decisions, to, to do the right things. And you look back, like, man, I really wanted to be further along spiritually. I, I really wanted to do better. What, what happened? Where, where, where did all the time go? Again, I've been there more than I'd like to admit. I'm sure you have as well. I think you can relate to that struggle. But this text kind of gives a little bit of an explanation of of why we might have that struggle. And and even how we can get back uh, on track and and win some of those battles spiritually. So in verse 16, Paul gives the Galatians a a guiding principle, a a mindset that would help them to live their lives, to have success spiritually, to, 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 to live the way they ought to. And we'll get into more specifics about what that may look like in your life, but I want to give you the basic idea of this mindset before we get into it. So look at verse 16. This I say then, walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. To walk means to tread all around, to, to live in, to, to go all about. Walk basically means your, your daily life, your, your practical life. So to walk in the Spirit means it's a daily thing. It's not just a one-time decision or something that you do in one moment. A one-time decision. It's a lifestyle. It's a daily thing. So it says, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. This would have to be a way of life for the Galatians. If they're to get those results, If if they're going to get the results of walking in the Spirit... They'd have to live a life full of the Spirit. So that is something that, that the Galatians, or something that the Galatians are struggling with in this text. It is fulfilling the lust of the flesh, living their own way and not the Lord's. They were struggling with the desire that they, had to, they, they wanted to do what was right but because they're Christians. But, but it's hard because they're still human. And they still struggle with the, the sinful tendencies, the, the, the fleshly tendencies. And I know that's the same for us. So to fulfill the lust of the flesh is just giving into, into your flesh, into your desires rather than what God desires. Living your way rather than God's way. You know, in, in basic terms, fulfilling the lust of the flesh is the opposite of walking in the Spirit. They're, they're on complete opposite sides. They couldn't be be further from each other. And Paul just tries to make it as simple as he can in verse 16. The Galatians could deny the lust of the flesh. They they could not fulfill the lust of the flesh by walking in the Spirit. It sounds simple. This is such a big principle, such a big mindset, such a big promise. How, How could it be that simple? But then verse 17 kind of brings us back to reality. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh... And these are contrary, the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The flesh, again, the flesh and the spirit are in complete opposite directions. They, they cannot be further from each other. So to walk in the spirit means you, you can't be anywhere near the flesh. You can't be walking in the flesh. For, for the Galatians to get the result of walking in the, or, uh, to, to deny the flesh, they'd have to walk in the spirit. But it's not that easy. Have you ever, maybe as a kid or maybe even as an adult, gotten on a merry-go-round and on those playgrounds, those big old heavy, heavy metal things, you spin around and you spin around and you, you try to get off and walk or, or jump off, which is extremely dangerous. But it, it makes you super, super dizzy. You you can't you can't walk a straight line. You can hardly walk at all. You're just super dizzy. Can't don't don't know way don't know which way to go. You, you want to walk over and grab onto something that, that'll steady you, but it's almost impossible. Your, your body is still spinning and, and, and you can't go the way that you want to. It's almost impossible to do what you, to, to, to do anything but fall. And this is exactly what it can be like in our life as Christians when you, know, you, you haven't necessarily been walking in the spirit, you've been walking in the flesh, giving into the flesh, and, oh man, that was loud, giving into the flesh and, and, you, and you want to walk in the way of the Spirit, but it just seems like you can't. It's because you've been spinning in circles and circles and circles, and you, you try you try to walk the way of the Spirit, but you've been walking the way of the flesh, and you're just so dizzy that verse 17 says you, you can't do the things that you, that you would even want to. Because of the tension, the, the oppositeness of, of the, the, the flesh and the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, it, it almost just freezes you. It almost creates like a, a spiritual paralysis. Right. You're frozen in place, not, not sure which way to go, the Spirit's way or the flesh's way. When the flesh is given too much control, then it's, it's almost like you're, you're setting the Holy Spirit off to the side and, and you're giving more control uh, to, to the flesh. And it's, it's a constant state of dizziness, not, not knowing where to go. And it's not like the spirit loses control or loses power, but you're giving more control to the flesh and you're giving less control to the spirit. You decide how much control the flesh or the spirit get. Right. You decide that. But when you have so much of the flesh and not enough spirit, again, verse 17 says, you're, you're not going to know which way to go. And you, you, you won't be able to, do, to obey the things that you know you should because you've been giving too much control to the flesh. Well, what, what does fulfilling the lust of the flesh look like in your life? You know, obviously, there, there, there are some obvious sins that, that are even mentioned here in the text. Um, but what about some of the not-so-obvious ones? What about constantly feeding your mind with, with questionable entertainment, whether that, that's movies with bad language, inappropriate scenes, maybe for teenagers watching some TikToks, YouTube videos, Things like that 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 are nowhere near what a Christian should be watching should right. should be listening to. Yeah, right. Maybe maybe it's following a questionable account on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, those type of things. Listening to worldly music with lyrics and artists that are, are nowhere near what a Christian should listen to. Nowhere near what what God represents. You know that that could be a struggle, yeah. but also it can be Christian music too. Honestly, you you listen to to. Christian music that, that sounds like it's on an unsafe person's radio, and if you, you take the lyrics away, it, it doesn't sound much different. And that's almost, almost even worse, because you, you take something it, it, it's so hard to distinguish between, and is this, is this the, the world's way or is this, or is this the, the, the spirit's way? You know it, it sounds like the world, but it has Christian things to it, and that will almost make you even more dizzy spiritually, trying to walk in the spirit. But but doing it with the world's way, with the world's sound, with the world's entertainment, yes. anything that opposes God's word, God's will for your life, is in is in opposite direction of walking in the Spirit. It's, it's it's complete opposite of what God wants for you. And every time you watch that that wrong video, listen to this, listen to that song, think that wrong thought, think think the think the wrong things about your parents, kids, and how you respond to when they get onto you, you know, those type of things. Every time you have an action that opposes God's word, God's will for your life, it gives your flesh that much more control, and it makes it that much harder to follow God's will for your life, and and it will create a, a, a snowball effect in your life every time you feed the flesh. Every time you feed the flesh, it's like you're hitting snooze one more time, one more time, and it's going to get to a point where you realize, man, where, where did all this time go? What, what have I been doing? And it may just be little things. It may just be some, some entertainment choices here and there. It may be some song or, or, or just little things like that. But it will build up. And, and it'll, it'll be harder and harder to do the things you know you should do. It is a battle. The Spirit wants to follow God's desires but the flesh wants to follow its own, its own desires. Because you're a Christian, you still live in this world, and you still live in your, your human flesh, there will always be a struggle to do what is right. There, there will always be a struggle to follow God's way instead of your own. But if you don't treat it like it's a battle, if you don't treat it like it's a big deal, then you're going to lose. You, you have to know that there, that there is a struggle there, and you have to feed the Spirit. Look at verse 19. Paul Paul gives an example of what your life could could be like if the flesh is given too much control. Now, the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. I I actually won't won't read all of these, but I'll I'll just explain explain some of them. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, all these have to do with sexual impurity and and immorality in, in your life. And I don't think I need to convince you that that can be a struggle, um, especially with the entertainment, with, with all the things that are available to us in this culture. Right. That can be a, a real struggle. And it's that, not something that, that, that you and I could, could not struggle with. Idolatry is, just a worship, is not just the worship of an idol, but anything that you put above or before God. Yes. That's something you could struggle with. Yes. Hatred, variance, uh, emulations and seditions all have to do with anger, bickering. Jealousy, strife means selfish ambition, your way versus God's way. Heresy is continued division and cliques, envying, murder, drunkenness. I think those are those are pretty obvious. Reveling actually means gluttony, and I think that's something we can all struggle with. Um, but don't don't think that these sins couldn't characterize your life. And and, and if we follow, if we follow. Uh, what, what Matthew 5 says, and, and we're not just considering just those sins, but also the spirit of those sins, that's definitely something we struggle with. Yes. And when you feed your flesh, when, when, when you just constantly feed your flesh with those things, then the, these sins are what will, what will come up in your life. All of these and other sins are what characterizes a life that is given to fulfilling your flesh, fulfilling your desire, But Paul shows in the next verse what a a life could look like of one living in the Spirit, walking in the Spirit. Verse 22, look at it. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Obviously, we need to do each of these things. These things should characterize our life, and we should strive to do these things but if you're walking in the spirit, then this is automatically what's going to sh- start showing up in your life. Right. If you're walking in the spirit, this is the fruit that comes from, from those seeds that you're planting in, in reading God's word, wh- whatever it is. Whichever side you're feeding, the flesh or the spirit, then, then that fruit will come up in your life. You'll, you'll see the, the, the fruit of the flesh, the works of the flesh, or you'll see the fruits of the spirit. Now, verse 25 says, if we live in the Spirit, let us, let us also walk in the Spirit. And, and this just confirms to us that if we've accepted Christ as our personal Savior, then we ought to walk in the Spirit. That, that's, that's what we should do. That, this should be obvious to us. Because we're, because we're Christians, because Christ died to save us, then, then we ought to walk in the Spirit. Now, I skipped over verse 24, but that says, "And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust." Now th- this is telling us that, that because Christ died on the cross to save us from our sins, we don't have, we don't have to, to be controlled by our flesh. Right. We don't have to be controlled by, by our desires. We can be controlled by God's desires. We can choose God's way. Because Christ died for us, we don't have to serve sin. Right. We're not servants to sin. We can serve the Lord. We can walk in the spirit. He's made that possible for us. So, so the, the, the last two verses are just saying, hey, you can walk in the Spirit. You're a Christian. You ought to walk in the Spirit. That's what you should be doing. Because of the high price that Christ paid for our sins, we should, God, God should find us walking in the Spirit, not in the flesh. So we, we can talk all day about, about how bad it is to, to walk in the flesh, to, to fulfill the flesh, to feed the flesh, um, but how can we walk in the Spirit? What, what does that look like in your life? And, and we, we could talk about this a, a long time. We, we could dwell, dwell on the application a lot. But I just want to give you a, a couple points of application. The obvious point is you, you have to be saved to have the Holy Spirit, to, to walk in the Spirit. And if you're saved today, then you do. You have the Holy Spirit inside you to guide you. And I, I wish we could go into to all, all, that, all that that includes because it is so encouraging God hasn't left us to, to just figure, figure out the Christian life on our own. He has, he's given us the Holy Spirit to, to guide us, to help us, to guide us on the way, to, to help us do God's will for our lives. He's given us the Holy Spirit if you're saved. So you have, you, you have to be saved to walk in the Spirit. But the, but the Holy Spirit will influence you in, in, in many ways. But I, I just want to talk about two. The first is God's Word. The Holy Spirit will guide guide you in your decisions and, and reveal God's will to you through his word, through preaching here at church, through Sunday school. All you have to do is listen and, and apply it and, and it'll change your life. But the, probably the biggest part of walking in the spirit is your daily Bible reading. You know, God used to speak to man directly in the Old Testament. He, he used to speak through dreams and, and through visions, um, but he, he doesn't do that anymore. The, the way God speaks to you and to me to, to get across his will for us is through his word and, and through our daily Bible reading. If you're not in God's word, then you're shutting off the Holy Spirit's way to, to guide you, to, to to help you along the way. If you're struggling with, with some of the works of the flesh, then it, it's pretty evident, then, then you need to get back in God's word. You need to get the Holy Spirit's voice back in your life yes. through God's word. If, if there's one thing that you get from the message tonight, that so we've got to be in God's word. And God, God's word is, is the way he speaks to you, the way he changes your life. And, and if, you will just, if you will just follow God's word, if you'll read God's word and be in it, and then be here and, and listen to the preaching, listen to the Sunday school lessons, each of those things, God's gonna direct you. God's gonna guide you through that. And, and that will help strengthen the spirit. Every Sunday, when you, when you come in here and you sing deep truths about God, and you, you hear specials that are encouraging, you hear messages from, from your pastor that are encouraging and also very challenging, that's feeding, that's feeding the Spirit. That's going, to, that's going to make your spirit stronger and able to, to resist the, the, the works of the flesh. That's part of it. And also your, your daily Bible reading. Each day that you spend in God's Word is, is more strength that you're, give, you're giving to the Holy Spirit and more control that you're giving to the Holy Spirit. But another way that the Holy Spirit... Uh, influences us in 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 another way that we can strengthen um, g- and give the spirit control in our lives is is by the influence of others. So there there are so many people in this room who have who have had a history of, of walking in the spirit. We're great examples of walking in the spirit, and if you'll just follow them, build relationships with them, that's going to help you to walk in the spirit. That's going to strengthen the spirit. If you're here in church, you ha- you have people to encourage you and, and to be examples to you of how to walk in the Spirit. And young people, that that is one of the best ways that you can learn how to walk in the Spirit. It's just by watching your parents and and watching the people here at Eastside, that they'll be a great encouragement to you and and to help you learn how to walk in the Spirit. But also, the Holy Spirit uh, guides you and directs you, again, through the preaching and through your pastor. God has given you a pastor, a, a spiritual leader, to help guide you. In, in, in spiritual things and, and to help guide you to make the right decisions and, and help you to do God's will, don't, don't forget about your pastor. Don't block out your pastor. Develop a relationship with him. Seek, seek his counsel on, on, on spiritual decisions because God's given him special wisdom to, to help you in, in, your, in your Christian life. He, he's going to help you. He can be a big help to you. And so, whether it's through, through your daily Bible reading, whether it's through the influence of others, through the influence of preaching, teaching, through the influence of your pastor, whatever it is, walk in the Spirit. Feed the Spirit. And each choice you make in your life will feed one of two sides, the flesh or the Spirit. And it's going to give more control. Each decision gives more control to the other side. And, and again, Paul made it very clear in this text, and God makes it clear to us. Walk in the Spirit, and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. So I just want to challenge you: what What kind of fruit are you seeing in your life? Had have you had a year of just that snowball effect of hitting snooze, hitting snooze, hitting snooze spiritually? And are, are you looking back and saying, "Man, where, where did this year go?" You know, all all it takes it is to keep to start feeding the Spirit again, to stop the works of the flesh. Are, are you finding it harder and harder to resist the flesh? Finding it harder and harder to resist temptation? Then, then feed the spirit. Maybe it's time you start giving more attention to, to walking in the spirit instead of feeding the flesh. I don't know what decision you need to make. Maybe, maybe you need to start feeding the spirit or maybe you need to stop feeding the flesh. Whatever it is, then, can, then give that attention in your life because God, God wants you to, to live for him. God wants you to give glory to him to give honor to Him, to, to live a life that pleases and honors Him. And the only way to do that is to walk in the Spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Give the Spirit control in your life. Amen. Let's stand. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com.